Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One app is life. It's not the one you should be underestimating. It is. Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. We rap nerd now here, right? Like, I can tell you were a nerd. It's primal. And that's raw. Carhartt girl. Speaking of sneaky big tits, are you out there fucking? I'm doing that. <laughs> years ago, I bought a millionaire Griffin. Years ago, years ago, years ago. Cypher Sounds. Peter Rosenberg. One app is life. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Juan App. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. This is just a bonus for that ass because it's August 19th. That means it's Fat Joe's birthday. That also means it's Nate Dog's birthday. And Syph and I always talk about the episode when we saw Snoop and Daz right after Nate passed away. So I thought, you know what? This is a good excuse for us to just give the people a classic. It's almost, uh, it's, I think it's more than 10 years old. Um. So let's go back in time. Let me see exactly when this episode's from. Nate Dog passed in 2011. So this episode, man, it's 11 years old, and it is a goodie. Um, shout out to all of our patrons. Shout out to everyone who's just getting back involved with WANEP. We appreciate you. If it's your first week listening, your second week listening, uh, make sure you go subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, One Ep is Life. Make sure you're commenting and liking the podcast on the iTunes podcast store. We need all that, all the subs we can get. Tell a friend, tell a friend. We're pushing this thing forward. We're moving at one volume right now, all right? It's not even one volume. It's one volume. So here is our 2011 episode with Snoop Dogg and Daz. On one app. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is official. You know how Cypher sounds at Rosenberg do it. We call this Juan Epstein. <laughs> one of the most classic Juan Epstein's we ever had was with Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Legendary. We had some a quotable that came out of that, remember? Yeah. We got these queens and motherfuckers shook out here. But that's not even what he said. No. That's how Rico misquoted it. That's how Rico it. misquoted it, though. <laughs> 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 now Snoop is here again, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Part two. 
And he got his cousin with him, literally, family, blood, relative. Diggity Daz? Yeah, yeah. Out of the motherfucking cut once more. Hello. Wow. Dog pound. Yes, sir. How are you guys? Uh, you know, we uh we all right. We just trying to get our spirits back in the you know yeah. in the tune. You know, we just laid our homeboy to rest. That was this that was uh this weekend was the actual funeral, right? Yeah, so you know, we trying to, you know, flip that into celebration, you know what I'm saying? But, but we, we so, got with the morning, so now well, I tell you, I've been banging nothing in the crib but like all the old joints, yo, like back to back. They feel it's great. Amazing, ain't it? Yo, but there's so many. You didn't realize. I didn't realize that either. You don't went... realize it. Cause you know like all the singles. You know what I'm saying? You know all the singles and the ones that stick out the most to you. But then you go, oh, but wait, there was this. And then <laughs> he got the 213 that. album. No, I'm really on the 213. That's my... I like the Music and Me album. The oh. Dog Solo album. That was smoking. How about this? I, mean, I want to make you guys smile because you guys do seem a little... You guys have been dealing with a lot. You've been down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you something that I know is going to make you at least for a moment, at least for a moment, make you smile. How about, how about remember this joint right here? Rest in peace to the brother right here. Corner store, you know what I'm looking for. <laughs> the bang, all these banging them. Just the corner store, Warren G. Yeah, he did the beat, Warren G. This probably on I tape, right? Tip, toe through the dose. Like, hey, house full of hoes. Yeah, it was. Saint Eyes was kicking in, man. <laughs> They were doing real songs, so they just let you guys do a real song. Real checks too, <laughs> thanks to DJ Pooh. Really? Yeah, DJ Pooh. Remember when Ice Cube said, "I told all my friends don't drink eight ball because Saint Ives was giving getting in." Out. Yeah, that was real. DJ Pooh and Ice Cube broke the barrier with Saint Ives. Was Saint Ives was giving out real fat, healthy checks for artists? If you notice, it was artists from the East Coast, the South, the West. Everybody yeah, was real songs and doing real songs and making it like you know, <laughs> Saint Ives was a thing to do. But then Saint Ives was cutting us real fat checks and being real loyal to the hip-hop game as well. So they would just basically give you a big fat check and say, make us a one-minute song that's one of your songs. No, DJ Pooh would say, hey, he's hot. Come in here, I need Biggie. Boom. Matter of fact, DJ Pooh, the song New York, New York, mm-hmm. that beat he did for Biggie on a St. Ives commercial before Corrupt even heard it. And did it get used? Was that the one that got that's used? The that's the oh, one that got used on the Biggie one. I don't think I have the Biggie one in here. Yeah. Wait, what? The beat. Up on YouTube. Yeah, it is that. DJ it is that, Pooh though. brought Biggie to the studio to do the St. Eyes commercial. But the New York, New York beat on the dog pound. Yep. That's the St. Eyes commercial for Biggie? Yes. And he did a video for But him. he did it before Corrupt got the. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. Wow. Gems. Know just, that's I know it. he did it before, and then, then y'all made it a song. Yes, sir. Yo, but listen. But who like, did the beat? DJ Pooh. Oh, he did the beat. Yeah. Dr. Dre just mixed it. I thought Daz did all the beats on that album. Mm-mm. Except two. Well, what what didn't you do? New York, New York, and Smooth. Talk more on the mic because he can't. New York, New York, and Smooth. DJ Pooh brought them to the table. You know I had to put some seasoning salt on the table, man. Come on, man. Yo, I, when I when I tell you I can't, I play dog doggy style straight through. Chronic, doggy style, and then the Dog Pound album. Any road trip I take. It doesn't matter where I'm going. That dog pound. That's my favorite album, son. That's my it. favorite shit. That's it. it was a hard. This, you don't even know about it. This son. no, I know. I, I did sleep on the dog pound because it wasn't the Dre sound. Mm-hmm. That's well. That's what so threw me off about different. it. That's what threw me off about it. Is like when I first heard le- that dog. That dog food album. When I saw the Let's Play House video, I was like, oh, this is different. This is I, I didn't. 
It was a different burr, label. Burr, burr, burr. It was a different label. It was a slightly different sound, slightly different look. And then and then Sykes really who put me on to how how ill the Dog Pound album was. Yeah, it, it still had Dr. Dre touch on it because yeah, Dr. Dre because he mixed, mixed it, right? It put the finishing yeah. pieces to the puzzle. But yeah, the but point it's not. Was, it was it was the birth of the Dog Pound sound as opposed to the Dr. Dre right. sound being the dominant. Dr. Dre put his touch on top of the Dog Pound sound, which gave it that clarity and it gave it that you know that what his shit sounded like on the same level as. We had the dope, and he cooked it up. Yeah, that combo, that combo was amazing. I don't want to go. I want to. I want to keep things upbeat and have a good time. But I feel like we'd be remiss. I do want to ask you one thing. Um, it had been known. We, we uh, people in the hip hop world, and I and I had friends of friends had known that Nate hadn't been well for a minute, and I felt like what you know everyone celebrates someone after they're gone. But since Nate had been sick for a while. Did people get to express to him while he was still around just how dope he was and, and how much he meant to the uh, to the movement? Most definitely, you know, he knew it. That's why the the um, the, the going away, you know, home going thing celebration that we had for him not a funeral but more of a home going celebration was special. It was star studded. It was family. It was friends. It was fans, and it was the love that you know he put into the music that he made, and it, it just. It highlighted his whole life as far as him before he made music, him as my friend and Warren G friend and the struggle that we went through to to break through to become, you know, something from Long Beach because only Compton was popping at the time. Right. And we had to create our own sound and our own style and our own everything. And, and then from that to creating his own sound and, mm-hmm. you know, stepping out on his own and, you know, being the king of the hooks and taking singing to a whole other level to where singing became cool mm-hmm. for rappers to have singers on their songs and to call him was the coolest. You know what I'm saying? You can look, check the records from down south to the west, to the midwest, to the east, to the west. Everybody that was somebody had to call on Nate Dogg at one point in their career. Didn't you recently get a tattoo in his honor? Yeah, it's on my left arm. Would you like to see it? Yes, I would. I'd be honored to show it. Yeah, the show, K Fox can ask. I'm not going to ask. I this. definitely want to okay. see it. It's kind of elaborate. No too. breaks neither. What? Well, on this tat? Tattoo? No How breaks. long did it take? Wow. wow, that's crazy. Does it say all cartoon all did it? Go to I'm sure it did. Oh, cartoon did that? Yeah, wow, look cartoon. at his, everything down in his he lashes. He almost cried when he was doing it, though. <laughs> wow. Let's see, let's get it. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm scared of needles, but I took that for the army. Is it, do you not have many? Ta- do you not have many tats? Let me see some. I got three. Wow. But I'm scared three of needles. Three big ones. I have none. You have zero tattoos. Yeah, I damn near wow. passed out looking at <laughs> for real. I don't know. Wow, it's beautiful though. It's like a portrait. Thank you, baby. I mean, I love Nate Dogg to death. He always been my left hand man. And that's why I put him on my left side because he was always left handed. And just you know, to me, I can't represent him no other way. You know what I'm saying? Like without saying I need him to be with me everywhere I go because he a piece of me. You know what I'm saying? Nate Dogg is like a piece of Snoop Dogg. It was only two D-O-double-G's in the game. You know, Snoop Dogg and Nate Dogg, we put the double G's in the game. Everybody that was a dog was a single dog. Or a D-A-W-G. Hello. Yeah. The weird You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So we put the double G in the business. And what he did and what I do is two different things, but at the same time, it's a natural movement from one cause. And I'm just so honored to have been his friend and to see him become what he became and to see people respect his music while he was here and after the fact that he's gone. You know what's crazy about Nate Dogg? Um, as especially as a DJ, like we was going through all the records that he made. A lot of records don't even say featuring Nate Dogg. He's kind of just on the record, mm-hmm. and it don't say it's featuring him. So when you go to you know Google like 
what he's featured on, you see all these other records that on the album might not say it, but it just a little flavor. Right, right. He just put just all these little pieces would just come in. You'd be like, yo, this like shit's Tupac, all about you. Exactly. Yeah. It's so don't say featuring Nate. Would dog. he some? Would he just? I mean, would you guys? The way you guys work, it was all really collaborative, right? So he dip his head in there, drop a verse. You know, it's like coming by here, seeing y'all. And, hey, what's up, Cipher? Uh, bam, drop that out of here. I'm like, I got this song. Listen to this song I'm playing real quick. Boom, Pac may play a song. Dash play a song. You know, you hear it and you get to the hook. Ain't nothing on there. Or you hear a piece like, man, I could put something on. I got something, dog. Let me in the booth. Right. You put something on it and bam, there it is there. It all come together. All right, well, that's the connecting piece I was missing. Right. Sometimes it's not even a hook. It's like a weird little piece in the middle. And then you and chop it up and make it. Like what he, what we did on Big Pimpin'. The one with me and Daz when they came in. I was at the park one day. Mm. That's when I saw her face. He came in with that because we didn't have no break between me and Daz's verse. Right. So he came with that. Then I came with my verse. It's like it's, the way it all come together is like magic. But like, ain't no fun. Like, ain't no fun. Like, that who, was y'all all in the studio together when y'all made that or? That happened like at our apartment. We had an apartment in Culver City and Daz and Warren G had like the music. And we was just clowning around with it. And then once Dr. Dre heard it, took it back to the studio and fattened the music up and had somebody play the keys over. And Nate did his thing. Corrupt did his thing. I did my thing. It just like it, it all went like that. That's the, the one of the illest things is I've DJed out a few times since Nate passed. And w- w- during the tribute, that's always kind of the highlight when you play that and explosive his verses on those songs. So it's funny because I imagine you guys thought the stuff was kind of funny at the time. I mean, the ju- the verses are kind of absurd. Like the stuff that's being said is kind of it's kind of hilarious in retrospect. But to us, it was never funny. It was the way we lived. That's, that was that. It was that it real. Was back? That real. That's I mean, what you tell them, man. We, Sorry, we, we knock bitches, man. That's that's what our no life fun, was man. based on. It wasn't no faking. It was no making it up. It was all for real. Everything that was said was something that we all experienced. Like even when we did bomb ass pussy, we went to, you know, Japan. Japan. And I called it blow Osaki doggy dog. because it was like we did Yokohama and Okasaka and all this. So my cousin Joku, he got on stage and was doing comedy, and they didn't understand what he was saying. And we was in Osaka, so he got on stage. He said Osaka. Oh, suck on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and them motherfuckers didn't even laugh. That shit was so funny to me. So we filmed all of that, and then we brought that back and made a song out of it because it was like, it was a real experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, then I'll take it like this. Even if it was a real thing, it got to the point where your music became so big that people like me, who certainly our experience was nothing like what you're talking about, mm-hmm. seeing every word of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no fun. When you, we played it the other night, you know, every word, and you even lick my balls, you have just chicks singing every single word to these songs. But, but you got to look at it like this. We wasn't afraid. We was taught by N.W.A. Those were our forefathers. Those yeah. were the the godfathers of hip-hop when it came to us. We respected everything on the East from every rapper that ever came was always the gods of rap. Mm. But N.W.A. was our forefathers. They was the one who taught us how to do it, and they never had fear with what they said or what they did. So that forced us into a position where we had to be real and speak from a young man's point of view, and we were the youngsters at the time, and we learned from Dre and Easy and all them. The shit they was doing was super wild, but we said we wanted to outdo them and be even more gangster than what they were. It's a lot of gangster. You guys did all right, and and uh, I I always said I was always a doggy style man. I was always like a doggy style was my number. Is your favorite position? My number? Well, yes. I I last the you shortest want to time. Look at him when you're doing it. 
Depends. Look at her tattoos. Uh, not into tattoos. Not into tattoos. What if she got a Snoop Dogg face on her back and you hit her doggy stare? <laughs> and you see me oh, like... Shit talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't tell you how I feel about that because I would get weird. But I, I always... Well, because, no, a lot of people love, love the chronic. They have the chronic number one. I always love the chronic. But for me, I guess the age... I was a freshman in high school when Doggy Style came out. Like, I remember the day. That was an epic month for hip-hop. We've talked about this before, but that was the Tribe Month, Doggy Style. Like, that was just a real epic. So that album always was meant a lot to me. Um, but the last few years, man, you've really churned out some some really crazy records. Like, when I was going through, I, I did an all-Snoop mix last night on my on my show, and I was playing. Thank um, you, brother. Yeah, of course, man. I did Think About It. I went hard on that one. That, you went super hard on Think Which About It. about it? The rappers forced me to do My son, actually. Yeah, that's the yeah, you one. Told on, us about yeah. that. You, you told us about that last time. Uh-huh. You, you went in. But then um, a <laughs> Nate record. Um, son dissed you, yo. Yeah. And you take this. Said, what? Okay. Now. Uh, crazy was a great record, too. Oh, yeah. These streets be crazy. Walking down the avenue. Yeah, you put out some crazy. joints. You've had some, you've had some real shit. nice like joints, man. Um, Candy. Oh, you want it? I shit. got it. Dripping like water. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Candy. <laughs> Protocol. Candy. <laughs> Protocol was mean. Protocol was super mean. That was mean. That was real mean. I knew you niggas was going to jump on that yeah, one. Like, Protocol was. Y'all ain't even going to ask the program director. This is getting played. Yeah, Protocol was fantastic. In my computer. <laughs> some records I got to play. <laughs> you got, uh... Oh, you got... Yo, what was, um... What was, um... Obviously, we know we're gonna talk about the new album. We're gonna get to that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, by the way, get to itself. What is exactly? There you go. Um, Midnight Love. That's Raphael me and Daz. Sadiq. Me and Daz and Raphael well, Sadiq. What was that for? Did that never? That never came what out. What happened really? was, I had worked with Raphael Sadiq on my album, on a song called uh, "Head Doctor." Yep. Obviously, you remind me of somebody. I used to know it was off a of Prince beat. Dun, dun, dun. Right, 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 right. And Prince was acting gay, and he didn't want to let us use the beat. Man, he never, let, he never so played that beat. We went to the studio and did something else. So I played a beat. Raphael played the guitar. Uh, Badass wrote my verse. Daz did his verse. And Raphael sung, and we shot a video for it. That song is a classic record classic. that was like on some... What album is it on? I, I don't know either. I think... Is I think it, on, it was on maybe like a. I think it is on a compilation. I think it's on a yeah, compilation. Like a after, the, after them niggas left, Death like Row album. Snoop B side or some one of those other fake Snoop albums that yeah, Death Row exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. The nigga that looked like Snoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy. Um, and then there's another one because um, your Daz solo album. Oh what was yeah. it called? Yeah. Retaliation Revenge and Get Back. The first one. Yeah. That was hard. That was hard. In California. Yeah. What? In California. Yo, yeah. bangers. Jazz, what's I swear, I, think I, I wish I was from the West Coast, man. Something for you. How many Puerto Ricans out there in L.A.? Not a lot, How man. many? There's some bad Puerto Rican females out there, though. I ain't going to front. They are yeah, Import them from New York? Because I want to go. Puerto Rican, Puerto Rican from the boogie down. Miami. Hey, did she bring the internet, too? Yeah. Um, Daz, I was going to ask you, what's your uh, what's your biggest credit? What's the What's the, what's the Okay, let me ask two questions. Biggest credit as far as the check that you get that comes every once in a while, and as far as for you personally, what you think of as your favorite credit, production credit. On which one, writing or producing? Producing. I'm glad that you have to think about it for so long. Pac? That's one of them. Snoop is the first one. Snoop. And then Tupac. 
Which record? Um, my first record producer. No, wh- like which is the biggest Snoop one you did? He did that one too. Shit, ain't no fun. Ain't no fun's a big one. Don't get no bigger. That check me. gets that check's still nice. Yeah, I like the new Death Row now. <laughs> <laughs> Why you get paid? And you do. <laughs> I like Universal and every one of those publishing companies. Yeah, you made some big shit, cuz. On some real talk. You really, you really. You going did. hard back then, you know. For real though. But see, what people don't know, and we never really shared the story that, you know, when Pac got out, we was working on my album, The Dog Father. But, you know, my blessings was, hey, Daz, get cuz all of the heat to mm. get him right. We gonna always be right, but get him right. Mm. So we took all our energy, DPG, and pumped it into him to give him that stability that you with us, you really with death row. rap style changed. Yeah. Went from that, that to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Keep watching how we doing in there. And so, you know, the first five songs on that All Eyes on Me. That was DPG. That was but at the same time, he, sh- he showed us he showed us a working ethic. method and no, an ethic that we didn't have. We was like, we took, we was the Dr. Dre's back then. You know how Dre take forever and yeah. we want to listen right, to one right. song and make sure it, that motherfucker came up in there like, nigga, okay, we, you dropped your first, your first done. You, okay, we're going to listen to it later. Next beat. Yeah, I saw the documentary. Engineer, you mixed this. He screamed, we, yeah, he screamed at the engineer. He He's like, yo, don't fucking mix it now. Let he us do our that. verses. And then you mix it all up when he we leave. To, he hate to stop a studio session to be mixing and all that. And then we're going to listen to it. It sound cool. Turn the vocals up. We smoke and get, a, get the next beat on. It's 18 Shit. rappers in here. We Too much... Yeah, you understand gold, what I'm saying? So it was like that made us like pick up our pace. Like, yeah. oh, okay. That's why he had a thousand songs, though. Yeah, yeah. It ended up paying. Wait, who did the one with you and you and Pac? Uh, to America's Most Wanted. You did it. Is that too? Fuck yeah, you, he's got man. On the hook. Yeah, he did yeah. the first five. The, the the ones the when he first got out, he didn't go see nobody. Go see Cal. Go see him. He came to see the DPG. Cause we was the spirit of Death Row we Records. We requested him to we be on Death Row. We the ones requested him to, him to be on Death Row. Didn't nobody? He just didn't fall on the Death Row. He was my friend. You understand what I'm saying? He was Tupac was Snoop Dogg friend. I'm like, Cuz, go get Cuz and put him with us. He need to be with us. And it's funny because now looking back, you realize how much he changed right then as an artist. How different he sounded pre that period. You listen to strictly he was very for educational my niggas. before then. Oh, I got to put my credits in. Composer. That nigga Daz. You're putting that in your iTunes? Yeah. All right. You listen to Strictly for my niggas and the mother ones. And when I pop, go down. You know, I used to rhyme like that. Mm -hmm. He didn't rhyme like that no Mm -hmm. more. Because he seen how we was in there chopping it up. It was banging and everything else. You know, association by affiliation. The the, the, the things that he showed us and the things that we showed him was so complimentary because we didn't mind giving each other game. We was all peers of each other. Wasn't nobody like 10 years older than nobody. Everybody was like a year or two off, if not the same age. So we could all respect our own point of views. And he had made hit records before we got with us, and we made hit records before before we got with him. So it was more about how can we make hit records together to really break the wall down and make this thing called the West Coast number one. It up. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you for all that. That was, that was pretty good. Number while you were one. doing while you were doing that, 
I first kissed a girl. <laughs> did you put it in? I did the same year. The same year I, I had my first animal. kiss. Did you, did you start off by putting the head in, or do you put your finger in? What did I, you tell oh her? Uh, no, definitely fingering first. Got Come a on. question. Yes. On them or in them? On them or in them? Yeah. You. <laughs> in them. Okay. Well, we mm. try on them and in them. <laughs> I was just trying to answer Around. right. I didn't even know what they were talking about. <laughs> I just didn't want to. Oh, on them or in them? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> your splunk. The on them or in them. I don't. What does that mean? This is personal. I'm more. But you put your splunk. I, Rachel, ear muffet. Rachel, ear muffet. I'm more on them. I'm more on them than him. <laughs> yeah, Jake showed me with his hand what it meant. I'm more on them than in them. Ear muffet for me, Rachel. There you go, my man. Too See, much porn. Too much. Oh, Snoop, while we're on the topic real quick. What? what? Hold our, on. Where are we going? That's our oh. producer, Jake. Oh, you'll love this. Now, he had, he's right here. No, no, right guy. here. That's Jake. He had a, that was Silent Bob up in this moment. He, <laughs> he had a lung transplant. Double, double. Double, double lung transplant. He had a lot of different issues with his health, but he still helps us knock out our show every day. And we gave him the nickname Lil Half Dead. Okay. Thought you'd appreciate he walks that. around. Give me some. My man. Give me some. I like that. Go call him Can you give Tiny Half Dead. <laughs> Tiny Half Dead. Tiny Half Dead. Tiny Little Half Dead. We need a little. I got you. What's the little Half Dead dick on her headline? Uh, uh, I fucked her on the floor so I wouldn't fuck up my bed. Then little Half Dead put his dick on her head. <laughs> Take the bitch home. Give her a bone and give her the number to my cellular phone. Now she's blowing up my pager. The shit is getting major. A favor for a favor. This dick is what I gave her. So you did ain't no fun. Yeah, Pre-production in the house because we used to do W balls. W balls was created we in my house. Oh, really? W balls was created in my apartment. We had a phone. Ricky Harris used to be over there. All of us used to be kicking it. We had a number. We gave it to all the bitches because we was just now becoming stars. Paging them. You know how to page so you know, All the bitches that call when we ask the phone, be like one eighty seven point four FM on your dial. W balls, bitch. Can I take your call? You know what I'm saying? So that was just a joke you guys did, like the same way kids, like, you know, I used to do my pretend radio station at home. It was like, just. Like even on the Dr. Dre album, the, the 20 sack pyramid. Dun, 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 dun. I be. We did all of that shit. <laughs> I because be. We, we like to have fun, right? And, and Dr. Dre was the kind of nigga that could, could could bring that out of us. Like if we be clowning in the studio, fucking around, he'd be like, man, y'all need to go in, go in the booth. Put that shit down. We're going to make Cash that shit. shit yeah. Like even with Warren G calling up. What's the name called? Who? These nuts. We used to always do that shit, but Dr. Dre knew how but to. But actually, it, like, let's use these nuts. He knew how to put it into context to make that shit be a part of the album. Like when anything, any on one of his albums, from N.W.A. on up, it always had inserts or skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could close your eyes and really see them motherfuckers. Hell yeah. The fuck the police when them niggas was in court. Ippy, ippy, mm, 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 mm. Right about now. Oh you know yeah. All that shit. It was like you could visibly. see What was Warren G on the phone when he said phone check? At the uh, beginning on, of that? On, the, on the second NWA album? Wow. NWA? Oh, because Warren G's his brother, Brother-in-law, right? yeah. Wow, that's Half-brother. Half-brother? And then the, uh, I love the interlude for uh, Murder <laughs> Was the G. Case, right before Murder Was the Case. Oh, with Joe Cool and Heron. That's who it is? Yep. Heron, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Heron. That's a blood and a crip. Wow, really? Joe Cool was insane crip, and Heron is from Mob. And them niggas was together, because it was death row, so... Dr. Dre, like, I need a uh, uh, scene where Snoop Dogg gets shot, so y'all, you know, go up in there, nigga, y'all see him. Two to go in here. Hey, just... hey, ain't that that nigga Snoop Dogg? <laughs> that is Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg? Hey, 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 you Snoop Dogg? <laughs> hey, get that nigga, shoot that nigga. That shit sounded so... So he already knew. He already wanted it, you know what I'm saying? So he knew how to bring that shit to life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that shit sounded too real. I didn't even like hearing it, it sounded too real. 
<laughs> and what kind of and you a dead motherfucker now? What kind of shit is that? And that was Heron that said that you's a dead, dead motherfucker now. And I played the devil on that song. <laughs> but see me me oh, on that song. Me and Daz wrote that song on the floor, right to another beat. The song was called "Death After Visualizing Eternity." Dave, Dave. that's what the whole premise of the song was. Because I wanted to write a song about dying and, you know, really dead, and then making a deal with the devil and getting my life back, as opposed to making a deal with God, getting my life back. Just mm-hmm. to you know put a story out because I just wanted to tell a story like that, and that shit fucking around and came to, damn, it came to truth. Mm. You are what you rap. Hello. Never will I write a song like that again. Yeah, we've seen that story. I don't even play. write songs like that, period. That's why I've been happy lately. You know the song? Yeah, that's why all your songs Take are... the girls. You know, I've been what? getting a little sexy lately, taking can. my shirt off. Yeah, we was talking about... We was talking about... as well. We were talking about you the other day. Can I get that, baby? Can please I take my shirt do off that. Please do that. Like, you, you're mama. like a... You're bigger than rap. No, no, you know my word. You know my word for Snoop. Icon. I, no. I, this is my term for Snoop. I'm sure you may have heard it before, but I, I, I always say this. Snoop has become a national treasure. He's a national treasure. It is it is beyond music. Everybody knows Snoop. Everybody, Everybody knows Snoop. It doesn't have any... Your music at this point is secondary now to you being this national treasure who we just love, who's loved in all... Wa- I was watching yesterday. I was watching WrestleMania 24 yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, where Snoop can walk out in front of 75,000 people in Orlando, Florida, a wrestling crowd. It doesn't matter where he is. You know, that's you've you've become it's it's someone wrote this recently. They It was basically like, oh, my God, can you believe? And I don't I hope you don't take this. I hope you take this as growth and not an insult. I think you would. They go, oh, my God, can you believe in 1993 Snoop Dogg was the scariest man in America? Because now Snoop is considered he's a he's like a household friend. You know what I'm saying? Everyone loves girls Snoop. gone wild kind of helped him with that image. Really? I think so. People don't often mention girls gone wild. <laughs> I, Snoop Dogg so. I, I mean, I did pornos, too. Yeah, and porn. He, the whole thing. I think that's what made him <laughs> At a my part house. of building his national yeah, treasure. Well, you, you, you directed them? Yeah, I was the director of uh, Snoop Scorsese. It was mm-hmm. Brian Pumper. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> my damn movie. <laughs> I was Snoop That's what I think. That's when what, a lot of but, um, the white boys really got on your side too with the girls going wild and well, the white girls. No, I mean the thing is the white the white crowd came to Snoop. There was a black girls going wild from the music. Yeah, the white the white, the white boys came from the music. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna mean this. In the beginning, it was more whites that bought the record because it was a, a like push like a pop thing, but the hood always held me down. You know what I'm saying? No matter. what. Yeah, but what. there's not many people that could. Ride both sides and be real. Like usually, you might go too pop, and the hood loses faith in you. Mm-hmm. Or you so hood, you don't ever cross over. Like, how do? You, how? What is it that you did that makes it all just gel together? Like you're bigger than a rock star. You know what? I, it's it's that I, I I get up close and personal. I don't never let it be dictated to me. I, I'm the one who likes to go up and, and confront it. If it's an artist that I like, I go up to him and I tell him, "Man, I love your music, man. I I want to work with you." And it, even if I'm bigger than them, even if in their eyes they look at me as, wow, you raised right. me, I break down to their level and give them that comfort zone. So I don't never play to the fact of what y'all saying, the icon and treasure. I don't never think about that because right. I'm so busy playing my game. I'm like Kobe Bryant. I don't look at my stats. I'm so busy trying to chase Michael Jordan to get to the sixth ring and get mm. to the seventh ring to where that don't matter to me. It's all about what I'm getting ready to do. It's like now the kids know me because of a show I did called Big Time Rush. And I didn't realize how big Nickelodeon was and how you get on one show with a with a boy band and you know, my fans now, I go to my daughter's school and it's kids from maybe five all the way to thirteen, it's 
but predominantly white. They never say nothing to me when I come to school. I watch her games and watch her thing. I go there the other day. As soon as they get an intermission, every kid in the school, Snoop Dogg, can I take a picture with you? I didn't know Snoop Dogg had braids. I love you on Big Time Russian. It's just like mm-hmm. the way the kids, and I don't even make stuff for the kids. Yeah. So that throws me off to where it's like, okay, I got to make something for them. Now I want to make an ABC record for the kids. And you could do it and nobody would even question you it. anything. And you did Katy Perry, California Girls. Like, I didn't think twice about it. I was just like, of course he does. It's a California song. Why wouldn't Snoop be on it? Like, not everyone can get a pass like that, and and yet you could drop a record tomorrow and have it be straight gangster, and I'd still totally believe it and want to play it just the same. I just I did. <laughs> what? Exactly. There's one called My Own Way. I want you to pop that video up. So, well, oh, you said that? My Own Way? Yep, Snoop Dogg. What is that? You know, Snoop taught the world how to smoke chronic, so that's a stamp for everybody. What I really did was I took a lot of my people off crack and put them on chronic, mm. and I'm happy Jeez. for that. That's more of a that's more of a blessing than one might realize at I'm first. I'm proud of what I've done because crack was cool when I started rapping. A lot of rappers was doing crack. A lot, it just was the cool thing to do because it, either you sold it or you became victim of it. So what we did was we pushed that to the left and made chronic the cool thing, the only thing. You understand what I'm saying? And then so if, you, like, if you pulled out crack, you'd look like a nut Exactly. Like, <laughs> what exactly. Hey, we're smoking weed. Anyone, anyone around to get down with this crack? You'd be like, whoa, whoa. You ain't hit the pipe in front of me yet. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> look at what you. What you say? There you go. You Think pulling that out on me, I huh? a motherfucking Sorry. cop. Hey, you know, me and Dr. Dre laughed about that because, you know, they set us up for that day, right? What do you mean? Nigga, Suge Knight and them told us we was going to do a photo shoot. And we get to the photo shoot, nigga. The photo shoot is the deep cover video. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Dre didn't like the song. So he <laughs> you, t- you told me that. I, it's, I, so, it's so for real. It is so for real. How did he, why he didn't like it? He funny like that. He don't like, he liked perfection. To him, that wasn't perfection. That was a rush job. Mm. Which one did you do first? Yeah, I was just about to PG ask you. Thing first. No, no, no. Oh, deep one. cover or, or one eight seven. Oh, eight seven was yeah. the remix. That was the, that was done second. That was the remix. That one story. Oh yeah, yeah. To get the deal for the deep cover soundtrack, Dr. Dre had to leave. He had to go lift weights. So he like, I'm finna go lift weights. I'm gone. So Suge Knight called me and was like, Dog, what's up with the song with you and Dre? I'm like, He ain't leave me nothing. He just got a beat here. He said, Okay, well, this is what I want you to do. When I call you, I'm going to have the people from uh, Sony on the phone. I need you to rap and rap about whatever you want to rap about. The movie Deep Cover, I don't even know what it's about yet. Rap about whatever you want to rap about. When I say stop, act like you put stop on the tape. And I'm going to say, I'm going to call you back. So he called me back. <laughs> so he was pretending to play the... He, he Shut up. He said, dog, go ahead, play this, play the song. Boom, I start rapping. <laughs> oh, I stopped, dog. Boom. I'm going to call you back. He called me back. He's like, they loved it. But they thought it was on tape. Yes, and it was nothing on tape. <laughs> I hadn't even wrote nothing yet. I had to wait till Dr. Dre got back because he wanted me to, he said, I won't, don't write until I give you my first line. He said, all I want to do is give you my first line. And he came back home. He was like, the first line is tonight's the night I get in some shit. Deep cover on the incognito tip. He said, that's how I want to start off. I said, all right, I got it. From there, I just... You wrote the whole song? The whole song. Dre's part, your The whole song. 
And then you did the 187. That's the remix. That's the remix. I would say that Deep Cover is in my top 50. If I had to say 50 rap songs of all time, I think top 50 rap songs of all time. I, I just had such a feeling about that song. It like, gives you the chills. It just gives you the chills. Every, right. every time I would hear a DJ blend in the instrumental, it would just be like, oh, you shit. When I knew it was a hit, when I seen it on MTV, Ed Lover and... Uh, yeah, your MTV rap. And when that shit came on the countdown, I was like, man, I made it. So you made G-Thing already. <laughs> G thing was done before I went to it jail. Was done in the I in went the to can. jail. The reason why G thing and that didn't I went oh, to yeah. jail for how long? For about four months. I had a, a, a hole in my tooth, and I didn't have no insurance, and I was on probation, joint suspension probation. So I didn't have no job. I couldn't sell dope. So I was doing real bad. So I called my auntie, and she's the pill queen. So she gave me some codeine to knock it out. So when I go test, I got a dirty test for non prescribed codeine. Drug. Oh wow! And you went to Damn. Had to go to jail for four the months. County. Yep, you back to the county. So I'm I'm going to the court thinking I'm just finna get out. Like, right, right so I got my cassette in my pocket. I'm like, nah, I ain't finna smoke no weed. I'm finna get right out, cuz. They in there smoking, so I go in the court smelling all good. The judge like, something, something, something. Mr. Broaddus, well, we're gonna have to ask you to be detained right now. You're gonna do four months. I said, what? And just drop my head, grab my cassette out of my pocket with all my songs on it, toss it to Daz, he caught it, <laughs> <laughs> they cut me up, off I go. Cassette with the... <laughs> how, old you, go. how old are you? What were you? 18. Seven, 18. Wow, that's wild. And that but slowed it, the process what? down of us putting out the chronic record. I mean, putting out the first single. Oh, well, that's not but that really long of a process as long as detox is fucking taking. <laughs> 28 years. What came first, this? <laughs> this beat, right? Now I be mobbing like a motherfucker every, every single day. day. Which one? <laughs> Which? Like, bitches ain't shit or the G thing remix that uses the same beat. Bitches ain't shit first. Now I be mobbing like a motherfucker every single day. Making funky shit with my nigga Dr. Bitches ain't shit. And then we went back in the studio later on the night, had a little party. And he put the beat on. And the dog went wild and Corrupt came on after four or five people was in the studio. Your guys' B-side game at that point? <laughs> Puffing on Blunt, sipping on Tanqueray? So then, so who did that? Who did shit? that? Uh, Dr. Dre and... Uh, what's the tall dude's name? From? Chris tall the Glove. Dude. Yeah, Chris the Glove. Wow. Yeah. So Bitches Ain't Shit was recorded. Then you put a G-Thing versus on that beat. Dr. Dre was crazy like that. Like he, he was a genius. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, these niggas, I got some dope ass niggas with me. And to me, they need to get off a of freestyle right now, man. Put the beat on, go in there and bust. Cause we used to always be. Remember, me and Corrupt met battling each other. We he couldn't beat that. each other. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't beat him. He couldn't beat me. So I told him, I said, Wait. nigga, if I make it, I'm gonna put you in the game. So when I made it, I put him in the game. RBX was somebody I could never beat. That's my cousin. I could never beat RBX rapping. Join him. So come on. Kim folk, Daz has always been my little cousin that looked up to me, but he always had something in him that was like yeah, literally a, a cousins gun. or like black blood cousins. No cousins, blood cousins. Yes, <laughs> they got the they, somebody's mom, his, his, his mom, his mom, or something, his mom sister. and my dad is brother and sister. Oh wow, legit first cousins. Yeah, that's why they begin into little arguments and shit. Don't talk for a couple years and then get back together. It's <laughs> yeah, family, son. A while back, where Snoop <laughs> blew up my drum machine. <laughs> Damn. Wait, I mean, man, you know, I, I gotta take the, the things that he loves. <laughs> <laughs> It'll where it hurts. Smoke the blood. Art site, they're giving us signals. The label they people want us to end our wonderful. But they know they came late, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's, it is what it is. Though. Nah, you gotta go do 
106 and MTV and gotta go do fucking Hugh Hefner's show, whatever the fuck you do. Yeah, they they don't play a nigga video on 106. They, when a nigga there, they play 32 seconds of the video. <laughs> then when I leave and watch it at home, they want to play 10 seconds of the video. <laughs> when is the uh, the royal wedding? Aren't you performing for that for the bachelor party or something? Well, let her get this question off. I might, baby. I might perform at the royal wedding depending on the, the weather and the mood that day. You know, they been sending me invitations, getting at me, but I don't even know if I want to do it. I put the song out for him wet mm-hmm. to give him some love and let him know I respect what they're doing, but I don't know if I want to fly over there for all that. Wait, the song wet is for... Yeah, bachelor that, that's party. for the bachelor party. For the royal <laughs> wedding. Come on, man. This is the dog, man. <laughs> but I said they, they gave you a problem of going into the country, and then the, the prince is going to ask you but to you come you got to look at this. what you just said. They meaning... The old parliament government with them white wigs on yeah. that look like some wigs. shit that we seen on Benny Hill back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed, as opposed to the young generation who were inspired by and grew up by. Like how you guys say that music is a time period for y'all, the Snoop Dogg music. What you think it is for the prince and his sons? When I first went to London, Queen Elizabeth stood up for me. They had a picture of me on the front of the, the England newspaper with a handcuff on my hand and just said, kick this evil bastard out. Damn. And the queen said, he ain't done nothing wrong in my country. He's able to come here and he's going to be admitted in here. And when she wow. said that her grandbabies was little kids and they say, grandmama, we love Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and we love Snoop Dogg. You should definitely go if it, if it goes down. If you Have you talked to him? Have you talked to the prince? No, I'm, I'm going to holler at the queen and see, you know, see how she feeling first. You know, I go through protocol. I got to talk to the queen first. That's crazy. Get her feeling on it. I can't out. believe that's the song you made for them, though, considering when I heard it, well, heard us playing it, I went, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not that old. This song is inappropriate. It's suitable for a bachelor party, though. Thank yes, you. yes. If you, what is a bachelor supposed to do? He's supposed to be going out, having the time of his life before he locks down with that one woman that he loves. And his, his friends are going to give him the time of his life with numerous amounts of women so that way he'll never have that temptation ever again so you have the most fun ever the night before you get married. And there's that song. I remember my homies through my bachelor party with so many ugly hood rats and <laughs> bullet wounds and I couldn't wait to get to my wife. This shit, I'm, man, this, get this That's shit perfect. That's the best kind of bachelor party you could have. <laughs> yeah, that one made me want to have him get married. <laughs> All right, so Snoop, the album is in stores right now, man. Yes, sir. The Dogumentary, and you're hitting the road, too, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be a special run you guys are doing, especially dedicating all these shows to Nate. Dog Pound's always going to be there. Yeah, we, we created a trust fund for Nate Dog too, and, it, uh, and his mother is in full control of it, so we're keeping his spirit alive, we're keeping the music alive at the same time, and, um, you know, we're going to dedicate everything that we do to the spirit of Nate Dog because he was a part of this DPG thing, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the original members of 213 DPG, so, I mean, we can't do nothing without him. Now, the only thing I'm going to ask you, Snoop, is that you bring your security down one notch. Because when I see Snoop out in public, if you see Snoop at an event and I want to go say hello to him, I literally have to be eyeballing a guy yeah, who yeah, looks yeah. like he's going to mur- I Last time I saw you rock the bells, I was like, Snoop, it's Peter Rosenberg. <laughs> so he would turn around and call me over. Yeah, Otherwise, you will, you will play yourself if you try to go say hello to Snoop. Do not just try to get roll. eye contact with him. No. But you, if you make eye contact with dog, oh, yeah. what happens? No, if you, good. If, once the dog sees you, you're good. But what can you say to your security? No, I know him. Yeah, I yeah. know Snoop. <laughs> yeah, sure you do. No, buddy. I'm telling you, I'm Cypher Sounds from High 97. They're going to be like, I, what? Yeah, they oh. so big, I can't see around them niggas <laughs> all over them dudes, man. So I'd be like, man, watch out, move, man. I'm trying to see if I can see somebody that I need to be seeing. 
All right, so listen, run out and buy that Snoop Dogg documentary. You can also cop his nephew, Wiz Khalifa, the same the same time. Yeah, man, get that Wiz out, man, because, you know, we're going to smoke together. We're going to be together. Me and Wiz working on a movie together, too, called High School. When is that coming out? <laughs> when is this movie coming out? Shooting it in May, man. You know, we, we fell in love with each other on some real homie love shit. You know what I'm saying? Not even on no homo, but on some real love. <laughs> we nobody, didn't think that. Nobody, we didn't assume it was going to be a gay movie. That would have been a direction. I, I didn't just expect. had to put that out there because gay is so cool right now. You gay know is mean? very in Snoop. And I, and I'm not mad at him because I got a lot of friends. Of course. Gay. But it's not, just so people know, <laughs> the Wiz Snoop movie is not a love story. It's just a bro love, bromance. Thank you. Thank so you. is it like a, is it in the a vein of a how movie. high stoner movie? It's, what it's going to be, it's going to be like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the Breakfast Club with a little bit of yeah. Cooley High. You know yes. what I'm saying? Perfect. Let's get that going immediately. Yes, sir. We need that badly. Don't we? Badly. Man, why we don't have those every year? We don't have an annual one of those. For real. They're always enjoyable. They if you really do it are. right, that should be right. You and Wiz together should be hilarious. Yes, sir. I don't know. I don't know how you you live out in that Hollywood world. They seem to make some dumb decisions sometimes. Don't they? There's some things that they just miss that just could easily fly out. You notice you ain't seen me in Hollywood in a minute on that big screen. Yeah, no, you haven't. Not in a little while. I've been letting all these other rappers take them boo-boo roles and them career-threatening roles. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm cool on those. <laughs> I, I need to lead or I need to be doing my own movie where I can... Right. Put a character out there that I know people want to see that I can identify with, and that's a and, and that movie like that is low cost and high profit. That's oh, yeah. that's yeah. Easy. high, high, profit. very high profit. High, high, high. high. But real quick, this the song you got with T Pain. Yeah, I got a little old school vibe to it. I see you bringing it back. Yeah, my main man Scott Storch did that beat for me. Jews I went to go see him in Miami Jews. a while back. <laughs> Yes, sir. The, the worst money managing Jew of all time next <laughs> next to me is Scott Storch. Because he hangs out with the, My guy. drain him too much, man. I know, he, he got too excited. Habits. He got too excited. Okay, man, you only get one life. Live it to the fullest. He did. Buy he went in. Spend their money, spend his money, buy everything. <laughs> nah, but he put the beat together, and T-Pain is a real guy. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to work with him. Cause I love what he do. You never did nothing do before it. with T-Pain. Yeah, they, we done something on somebody like all I do is win, win, right, right, win. right. You know, we done things on other people's projects, but we together, never yeah. got together and made it oh, work. And, you know, we sat at an award show together, and uh, my wife was like, "I love T-Pain," so I introduced her to him. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, "Man, he kind of dope." And then when I seen his show, he had a hell of a yeah, show. Yeah, his show's crazy. It's like I'm like I can get down with him because he's very creative and he's yeah. on the same page I'm on. I shot him the beat. He shot the hook back. Shot the vid came and shot the video with me. I'm like, man, you a famous player, man. I'm down with you, T-Pain. You all right with me? Well, Snoop, we always appreciate when you come by, man. We know. I would say he's now, Snoop's officially my favorite guest on Juan Epstein. Because, like, he has, he enjoys telling the stories, and he's got endless stories. Like, they keep endless, going and going and going. And what are, about the I, first time I got some head as a rapper? No, oh no, <laughs> Rachel's not gonna let us hear the story. Oh wow, I want to have a part Next time, save okay. that for part, part three. three. And Daz, what an honor and a pleasure. Next time, bring corrupt. Next time, bring corrupt with you too. Thank Boom. you for letting me. I rap. don't like corrupt, man. He robbed me. <laughs> of what? When I was an A&R Tommy boy, he stole something from you. He made me, which was purely illegal, buy weed with the company per diem money with the <laughs> date, and I got in a lot of trouble. I said, "What's the receipt? What is this receipt? Four hundred dollars." Um, no receipt. They don't he, do receipt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, fantastic episode of One App. Shouts to Snoop. Shouts to Daz. Rest in peace to Shaky Jake. Shouts to K Fox. Um, that was that was a very nice stroll down memory lane. We'll be back in a few days with another new episode of One App is Life. And I'm not kidding. I'm talking to some dope guests that we have coming up. Man, there's gonna be a lot of dope guests. A lot more on the Patreon, patreon.com slash one up is life. 
We'll catch you on a few days. Have a great weekend. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.